Hello everybody, I am Steph and this is Cherry Talk, a podcast that I started in December and decided to revamp now almost a year later in September 2020. And if you hear any weird noises like the one from before, that was my cat Cookie. Say hi Cookie. Yeah, she said hi. You couldn't hear her, but she said hi. Um, so this podcast is now going to be about... Um, me talking about word issues, just spreading awareness, gonna go from all the way from mental health as well to anything that might affect mental health pretty much. And um, I just would like to say that I know I took a really, really, really long break, but have you seen what's happened in 2020? We need to talk about all of this stuff. Also, now I'm following scripts unlike before so i'm gonna be a lot less messy you know so yeah i just wanted to say that i want you to be proud of me thank you so today's episode is going to be about chinese re-education camps what are chinese re-education camps you're about to find out but this might be very triggering for some people um i put trigger warnings in the description of the episode but if you can't look at it or anything i'm gonna tell you right now what the trigger warnings are and i'm also gonna tell you before every single bit so like if i'm gonna start talking about something that might trigger you in a way i'm gonna tell you and then even if i said everything before and i'm also gonna give you um like points that you can skip to if you don't feel comfortable listening to some specific topic you know yeah So the trigger warnings for this episode are rape, genocide and murder and death, torture, mentions of the Holocaust and World War II, um, and overall any sexual abuse or sexual violence. So if any of these make you feel um, uncomfortable, I'm going to give you a heads up, don't worry. Trigger warning, mentions of the Holocaust, World War II, genocide and murder, torture. And that's it, that's it, that's all that, that's all that it mentions in here. If you don't want to listen to this, you may skip um, about 29 seconds ahead. So let's get right into it, because I have no time to waste. I have plenty of time, but none of it is to waste. Now, almost all of you are pretty familiar with the Holocaust. And in case you aren't, the Holocaust is the genocide of European Jews, which happened during World War II. The Jews would be taken to concentration camps where they faced tortures and were murdered. Well, the same thing is happening right now to Uyghur Muslims in China. So, um, what's happening to Uyghur Muslims in China right now has been going on since 2016 late 2016 early 2017 between 1 million and 3 million people have been detained individuals as young as 14 years old have been taken to these camps for for things like having family members that live abroad having traveled abroad speaking uh, practicing islam speaking their native language or using wechat China talks about these camps as re-education camps, or in fact, they're Nazi-style concentration camps.
trigger warning, sexual violence. If you feel as if you do not want to listen to this bit, you may skip to um, one minute and two seconds ahead. But just know that people in these camps do face sexual violence. So people in these camps are being subjected to sexual subjected to sexual violence, such as gang rape, sexual abuse, and insertion of foreign objects, as well as forced sterilization, forced abortions, and insertion of IUDs. An IUD is a type of contraceptive which is inserted in the uterus. There is a lot of testimonies. Some of them are by Saregu Sautbai, who says a young woman was forced to disrobe after being obligated to confess her sins in front of 200 prisoners, and she was then raped by multiple police officers. Or another testimony by Gulbahar Jailova that says, it's like we were just a piece of meat. There's a lot going on in these camps, and it may be very, very triggering for some people, so I'm trying to keep it the least triggering I can. A testimony from an anonymous Uyghur doctor, in which she reveals that she has participated in 500 to 600 operations on Uyghur women, and those include forced contraception, forced sterilization, forced abortion, and forced removal of wombs. She also confessed that at least on one occasion, a baby was still moving when it was discarded into the rubbish. A lot of the Uyghur women that are forced to have sterilizations, abortions, implanted IUDs, or um, tubal ligation surgeries, are not told about the consequences and they often experience lifelong health complications that they do believe are related to the surgeries. They also explain how they believe that these measures are bid by the government to eradicate their ethnic group. Torture methods include but are not limited to electrocuting, waterboarding, excessive twisting of limbs, and much, much more. Like burning, stubbing, there's a lot. Trigger warning, torture, you may skip about two minutes ahead if you want to hear a testimony from someone who was in the camps well, I mean not from someone who was in the camps like I'm telling it but it's someone else's testimony um, so yeah technically from someone who was in the camps or just keep uh, five minutes ahead if you don't want to hear it so um, here are some testimonies about what happens in the camps Kairat Samarkand says his only crime was being a Muslim and traveling abroad. On that basis alone, he was detained by the police, aggressively interrogated for three days, and then dispatched in November to a re-education camp in China's western province of... I can't pronounce it. Xinjiang? I don't know. Um, he faced seemingly endless brainwashing and humiliations and was forced to study communist propaganda for hours every day and chant slogans giving thanks and wishing for a long life to President Xi Jinping. 
Those who disobeyed the rules or refused to be on duty or engaged in fights or were late for studies were placed in handcuffs and ankle cuffs for 12 hours. He said that further, further disobedience would result in waterboarding or long periods strapped in agony to a metal contraption known as tiger chair. Now, um, if any of you don't know, waterboarding um, is a form of torture in which water is poured over a cloth covering the face. It could lead to death if the water is poured uninterruptedly um, and death by asphyxia, also called dry drowning. It can cause extreme pain, damage to the lungs, brain damage from oxygen deprivation and other physical injuries, including broken bones to, due to struggling against restraints and lasting psychological damage. Now, um, let's go a bit more in depth. Let's see like what a typical schedule would look like because um, he does talk about it. So he says that when he got there, he was put in a cell with 15 other people. In the cell, there would be one bucket that every single one of them had to use as bathroom. Just one bucket, not one bucket per person, one bucket. And the last person would often be dirty as the bucket would be full already. Um, in addition to living in cramped quarters, he says the inmates had to sing songs praising the Chinese leader Xi Jinping before being allowed to eat. And he says that they were forced to memorize a list of what he calls 126 lies about religion such as religion is bad, you must believe in no religion, you must believe in the CCP. He remembers only the CCP would lead you to the bright future and stuff like that. A typical day at the camp would start at 6 a.m. when when they had to um, sing along to songs that played over the camp's PA system, praising the CCP. After breakfast in a canteen, they were at the classrooms where teachers would teach them Mandarin, uh, words in pinyin, which is China's romanized writing system, alongside their Chinese character equivalents. They were also given books about Lei Feng, a Chinese soldier uh, that was a model to selfless devotion to the CCP. And they were periodically quizzed about their knowledge of the 126 lies about religion. Instead of re-educating him, he says his experience at the camp made him hate the government even more. Nobody at his camp was beaten or tortured, just threatened. He was not so lucky. He says he was tortured after a guard ordered him to make his bed only to mess it up and order him to do it again. After the fourth time, he picked up the mattress and threw it at the guard. They made him wear what they called iron clothes which was a suit of metal that weighed over 50 pounds. It forced his arms and legs into an outstretched position and he couldn't move at all and his back was in terrible pain. He says that after half a day of standing like that, he did whatever they told him. They made people wear that thing to break their spirits and after 12 hours, he became really soft, quiet and lawful. He says that he chanted Long Live Xi Jinping when ordered to sang patriotic songs and never questioned the guard again. When he was finally allowed to leave the camp, 
after he attempted to kill himself by banging his head as hard as possible against the wall, um, he woke up in a hospital. The x-ray uh, of his head, they x-rayed his head and gave him some decent food, which he hadn't had in a very, very long time. And then they told him that attempting suicide would lengthen his detention by seven years. He began to cry and sobbed, and they decided to release him. When he arrived back home, nobody in his village would talk to him because they were scared to talk to someone that had been in the camps, and the village had changed. There was police everywhere, cameras on all corners, and nobody even greeted each other on the street anymore. So, yeah, it's a very, um, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's making me tear up. Um, trigger warning, organ harvesting. If that triggers you or you simply do not want to listen to this part, you may skip two minutes ahead. So, Steph, what else is happening in these camps? I'm sorry, I'm speaking way more softly now because my voice, my throat hurts from trying to record this so many times. Um, organ harvesting is what's happening in these camps. Well, alongside everything else that I've said before. In 2015, China publicly promised that it would no longer source organs from executed prisoners. But a study led by Australian National University PhD student Matthew Robinson, Robertson, who was published in the BMC Medical Ethics Journal, says that the Chinese government supplied databases on organ donations show um, highly compelling evidence that they are being falsified as they look too perfect to be true. When you take a close look at the numbers of organs apparently collected, they almost match an artificial equation point for equation, point for point, year in, year out. They're too neat to be true, Robertson said. Um, these figures don't appear to be from real donation as it is, it is difficult to imagine how this model could have been arrived at by mere chance, raising the distinct possibility that it was intended to deceive. It is um, believed that after death of the Uyghurs in the, camp, in the camps, um, a victim's remains are packaged and sold off to for use in transplant operations and medical testing. In fact, these camps are being used as mass organ banks where medics inspect the toll of dead prisoners and help themselves to useful parts from recently murdered human beings. So in conclusion, what can you do to help? You can sign petitions or donate to the UHRP, um, which is Huigur Human Rights Project. Um, now, I am going to link one of the petitions down here. I am also going to link, well, I'm not sure that I can actually link how you can donate to the Uyghur Human Rights Project but I will leave you my Instagram and email and I will make a highlight on Instagram to explain how to donate 
to the Uyghur Human Rights Project and which petitions to sign and stuff like that. So, um, in case you need any clarifications or you want the link to the um, sources that I used, and even more than just the sources I used for this because there's so many that I couldn't include and I have a PDF that links every single one of them so if you want them you can just DM me on Instagram or email me my Instagram is at stardaststaff and I'm going to type both my Instagram and email in the description below so yeah I hope you have a nice day See you next time. Well, not really, but hear you next time.